you are behind the wheel of your ride and you feel a situation I put a spell on you. that your ride has put a spell on you. That check engine light. Because of mine. It's coming on. I go down to the mechanic. And they say I can't find the problem. Stop the things you do. So you take it to another mechanic. And they say I can't find the problem. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> What's up? You're feeling it. You're frustrated. You're frustrated because the point is. You feel your ride has put a spell on you. Now, it could be the check engine light. It could be the noise issues. In fact, we today in the garage had a situation. Gal came in, and man, I thought this was an episode from some goofy sitcom. She's looking at me. I'm looking at her. Uh, Frank, do you hear that noise? And and I'm like, I want to hear it, uh, uh, but I don't hear it. And she says, no, 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 no. It's happening now. Okay, where am I? Where do I go? This is frustrating. And often you're not alone because the service provider, I don't care what anybody says, every mechanic, automotive technician wants to say, I found your problem. I've cured the spell that this sucker's put on you. Because that's how it feels. We are always here to help you out with any car care so you guys can call 480-655-8870 and we do give a big shout outs to our family on kfnx every saturday morning you guys are drinking your coffee your oj you, you've waited for this show you said you know what i'm gonna not cut the grass right now i'm gonna hang with frank and Susie, <laughs> and of course our 90.7 and our podcast familia Every Sunday, if you miss bits and pieces of the show, we load it up to our little old podcast, and you can find that on iTunes and everywhere. Welcome, Mrs. Susie Sockets, my co-host. You rock, girl. Thank you, Frankie. And you know what? Where where do you come up with this great music? Sometimes it's just literally, uh, I think after 25 years of exhaust fumes and situations, (laughs) I always told the people that, we're going to play some. Look, play some music. I know many of you were just freshly minted with the Screaming Jay Hawkins. I invite you. We need to give credit. Screaming Jay Hawkins, I yeah. put a spell on you. But I think we go to, we go to places, and, and, and I hope uh, uh, you cats listening to us. This is not a jazz show. It's not. It's not a blues show. <laughs> but we will take you on a journey. Speaking of which, what is shaking in your world, Mrs. Susie Sockets? How's the garage? Yeah, no, thinking of the classic music that you just played, I almost feel like we're having a classic car show in the garage right now, Frank. Did you take a look at the cars we've got today? Well, I pulled up this morning, and I said, wait a minute. That's a 68 Chevelle right there. Heck yeah. Uh, and that's a 63. Wait a minute. Tail fin beauty Cadillac. Big daddy caddy. Now, if you don't understand my generation Zers, tail fins, they went away a long time ago. But maybe I'll take you back. Most of you know the Batman Mobile. That's a tail fin. Yeah, and it's tight. It's a tail fin. Ooh, doggy. I say hashtag bring the tail fins back. (laughs) (laughs) But what we did, I did pull up this morning, and what a beautiful morning, right? And for you guys listening, North Dakota, Jersey, uh, some of you out there in the South Bronx that listen to the show, uh, currently in Phoenix, we should be 
Like, it should be hotter than a mug, and it's not. We've had Oregonian-type weather. It's overcast. It's breezy. And we had to put some sweaters on this morning. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't go that far. So tell me your feeling about these uh, these cars. So just to let everybody know, so we've got the 54 Hudson. We've got a 63 Caddy. We've got a 67 Chevelle. We've got a 69 Firebird. We have a 70 Cavalier, and we have an 86 Caddy, another Caddy. I don't think it's 70 Cavalier. I hate it's Is it a, a 70? No, no, they didn't make the Cavalier in 70. Are you correcting me? I'm sorry, girl. That's okay. I, I do Let that so respectfully. That's okay. I love you dearly. So we have a Cavalier. It's a mid-80s Cavalier. Mid-80s? Yeah. Okay, I thought it was uh, a hey, 70. That's a future classic. It is a future classic. <laughs> I will roll with that. That's right. But the interesting thing about the uh, Chevy Cav- or the Chevelle was, uh, you know, he, he would say that when he presses on the brake, that the marker light, would go off or it would blink. Right, would, the marker light shouldn't yeah, come on. Shouldn't. I mean, if you if you you know the marker light shouldn't come on when you press on the brake. The yeah. brake brake light in the back should come on. Yeah, so he's scratching his head. So when we well, he shouldn't be yeah, scratching. He's scratching he, his head. We shouldn't be scratching our head, Susie. We Why better not? we better have a fix. What did we, we find? We found that it was a turn signal switch. Turn signal switch yeah. could be a problem. That's there a was switch. A short. Now dig this. A lot of you, uh, you know, we don't want to lose you. We don't want to get in the weeds with all this complexities. Think about your wall switch. Now, okay. if you've got a sloppy wall switch, that's going to cause your light to do all kinds of funny things. You don't have to have any sort of degree in technological situations of mechanicals, automotive technicians. <laughs> all your switches on your ride turn signal. In fact, the horn, electrical contact yeah. style switches. Take it back to basics. Go to your wall socket. That wall socket switch on the deal is uh, flopping in the wind kind of thing. That's going to create poor contact. Yes. And so what this fella had, you're saying, is the turn signal switch, which should route voltage to certain areas, turn signals. Right. <clears throat> and you had a good analogy there, Frank. That was good. The light switch. Well, I've gotten emails. What do your emails say? They don't want to get knee deep in the weeds with all the technical situations. They want simple. But I tell you what we are going to get deep with, people. I want to tell you something. Science, technology, engineering, and math. Are you attracted to science, technology, engineering, and math, STEM programs? Well, I'll tell you what. Here's a fact. A few of them for you, people. The STEM jobs that are projected to grow... 13% over the next 10 years or so. And I'll have you know, an average of these STEM career-based jobs, careers, 87,000 average per year. We want to invite you to stick around. We've got Julia Landauer, Stanford graduate, NASCAR racer. Nice. And the talented Tina Smith with Tech Force Foundation. Stay tuned next. Bolt-On Technologies, automotive software solutions. Auto repair shops that have Bolt-On Technologies software provide customer vehicle condition reports, including photos and text, real-time digital reports, multi-point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. Info at boltontechnology.com. Lee Weatherby's Accurate Automotive is a local, family-owned, award-winning auto repair shop in Mesa, serving Arizona drivers since 1992. ASE-certified technicians, modern repair facility, and digital reports on every service. In Mesa on Robson Road, just south of Broadway, between Country Club and Center. 480-890-0409, AccurateAutomotiveAZ.com, or Accurate Automotive AZ on Facebook. 
Welcome back, Wrench Nation. Uh, we invite you to get on over to WrenchNation.tv. You can catch some of the older shows. You know, this show, Susie, we wanted to dive into STEM. And and I know folks are listening right now. Like, STEM, what, what are you talking Like, STEM, like part of a tree, plant, what do you... T- and, and some of you get what STEM is, but this is an interesting fact with STEM as it relates to young ladies, including my young 10-year-old daughter. Here's a statistic. Okay. Kids, young girls in middle school, they are about 75% at the time of these young girls, including my daughter, my daughter who's 10. She's like, dad, I want to do engineering. By the time they get to high school, for some reason, it drops dramatically. It's something like 8%. And then to college, it's another, it's a whole nother conundrum. So to help navigate through this, this whole thing, because STEM, there's, we're talking a massive amount of economy in the next 10 years and a very respectable career. Uh, to help us navigate, uh, we are grateful to have Julia Landauer. Julia, are you hanging? I am. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Julia. Uh, NASCAR. Talk to us about your network because you, you know, NASCAR driver. You got us all excited. How did you get involved <laughs> in racing and driving? We we got to talk about that. You bet. So I'm originally from New York City, and my parents were not racers themselves, but they liked racing, and they wanted to find an activity that me and my two younger siblings could do together on the weekends so that we could stay together as a family. And then they also wanted something that their girls could do head-to-head against the boys, which I realized how I love that. lucky. I know. I realized it's, how lucky like, I if am you, hindsight. I, I think, Julie, you'll agree, right? Like, if we can get the kids competing, and mom and dad are in the back, okay, let's get some popcorn, let's watch these kids compete. <laughs> But that is really cool. I, I want to interject because I found it fascinating when I was uh, reading up a fellow New Yorker myself. You know, I grew up uptown there, Washington Heights. How, how did you, growing up in New York, many are listening now and feel like, well, you know, if you grew up in a city, Detroit, New York, Frisco, wherever, there's not much opportunity for motorsports and kids. How did you make the connection? Right. And more importantly, tell the folks, like many are listening now in those cities, yeah. how to do it. Well, I can't take credit for it because my parents found the go-kart track, and I believe that they heard through some friends that they had, and they knew that Marco Andretti had raced there, um, and so they just they knew about it, and they did they did the hard work. But what I have found recently is that the caliber of indoor racetracks for go-karting has really gone up, and so I know the the owner of. Um, RPM Raceway in Jersey City, and they have, I think, someplace in Connecticut also. Um, it's a woman who owns that, and it's just really cool because it's, you know, higher-intensity electric cars, and they have really cool tracks. So I think you're seeing more more competitive indoor karting places, which I think is awesome. And then obviously yeah. down here in North Carolina, we have GoPro, but there's K1 Speed that I've been to out in the Bay Area when I was at school there. So you know, I, got, I definitely got lucky that the thing I love to do and that I'm good at was something that my parents... So really the connection is, is go-karting. And, and I do speak yeah. on this because uh, we do have a lot of lot of folks listening from cities and stuff. And, and they look like I can get to the basketball court. I can get to the yeah. maybe football field, soccer field. And man, I really have this... I want to I race. So the connection to go-karting is huge. And you know, you, you progressed. Talk to us about your briefly NASCAR career before we sort of dive into this whole STEM. Uh, what is a yeah. STEM concern? So you, you did well. You moved up in the ranks, and here you are, NASCAR. 
Boy, that's competitive. Thank you. Yeah, I started actually in Formula Cars and with the Skip Barber Racing Series, and I won a championship there when I was 14, which was really cool because, especially as a girl who's going through puberty, it was like, wow, I'm really good at this really tough, really difficult sport against mainly adult men. So that was a big confidence boost for me. Um, Kept climbing the ranks, switched over to stock car racing and oval racing when I was 16, raced part-time throughout college um, where I got a Bachelor of Science, and then um, when I graduated, moved to North Carolina, I r- ran a weekly late model NASCAR series where I also won a championship that year, which for me was really cool because post-college, I proved that I still had it and I deserved to be there. Um, that connection, like you you had to say that, you know, okay, during my childhood, coming up as a teenager, I was rocking it. I had to do the college thing. Stanford, I'd add, right? You've got a science degree yeah. from Stanford, right? Yep. And you had to come out. See, you couldn't leave that alone, Julia. Uh, Susie, Julia had to come out of college and say, you know what? I still got it. Yeah, and you know what? I was thinking about that. When growing up, our our family time on Sundays, I grew up in a grocery store, so we would stock shelves. But I did not become a professional stalker. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, you mentioned Julia, which is really key. You you certainly had the support system. Let's, Let's take it on a level right out of the gate, if you can. There are a lot of young women that listen to the show, and they may not have a support system. They, they have a right. dream and goal, like they, they want to do it, and they just don't know how to make that connection. What advice would you have for a younger female that doesn't have the support system? What can they do to take steps to continue their dream and passion of motorsports or what have you? Yeah, that's a great question, and I think I've got a couple of answers I'll try to keep brief. The first is to do a lot of research. Figure out, you know, if you want to do something, you know, what credentials do you need or what paths do they typically have or what skills might be beneficial to help you get there. Um, and, you know, doing a lot of research so you kind of have an idea of what the what the landscape is like. And then I think that, you know, if, if you don't have the really tight support system in your immediate circle, whether you're in school or um, you know, not in school, but just in a community, reaching out to people who either you admire or that you look up to or people that you've read about in, you know, industry publications. A lot of cities will have various networking groups and women's groups. And I think the big thing is that, especially as a younger person, if you show enthusiasm for what you're doing and you show a hunger and a good work ethic to to try to figure out how to keep moving, a lot of people are really attracted to that. And especially a lot of older, more established people will see that hunger and see that fire and likely be willing to help in some capacity. So again, whether it's teacher, whether it's, you know, a guidance counselor, whether it's, you know, just cold emailing someone, I am a firm believer that you there's no harm in emailing someone and sharing your enthusiasm and seeing if you can ask them some very specific questions. And if you do, it's talk to people um, you know, have very have some very specific questions. I think it can be a little intimidating to um, have someone ask a very open ended question like, "How do I go after this dream?" But you know, trying to figure out specific points that you can speak to and ask about can help the person who's trying to help you. So that's a lot of answers to your question. But I think even if you don't immediately think, right now have yeah. that big support system, finding people, whether it's friends, teachers, you know, people who you can bounce ideas off of mentors and that's going to take some courage to go out there and you know it it does i mean i i think this this is the way we see it we've talked to a lot of youngsters whether here on the show or you know in the garage 
we had Aurora Strauss on, um, who's oh, cool. Harvard. She was on about a month and a half, two months ago. Yeah. And she is full of contact me and I can help you. Now, as you said, Julia, with all due respect, right? Let, the fact is racing, motorsports, competitive. Everyone has a schedule. Um, we're, we're really taking care of our fans, our audience, our sponsors. So when you get that email, it's not like you said, how do I do it? Right. It, it really right. is drilling down, you know, what's available, the specifics. And, and I, I, I mentioned this because you're doing some rock star things by way of paying it forward, which is awesome. And I think there's a sense of a lot of our audience community, they reach out to us via email and stuff, and they're like, well, you know, my uncle said this, I couldn't, and I just can't even imagine how to even start. And little do they know, the Aurora Strausses of the world, the Julia Landauers of the world, it's like, just reach out, you know, and, yeah. and, and be mindful, be respectful. Uh, and, then they, and then some kids will give up like, well, they didn't reach back out to me. Yeah. We'll try again. Right. Yep. It's okay. Well, that's the other, yeah, that's the other bit of advice. If you haven't heard back from someone within, a, like, by a week's time, always follow up because people's inboxes get full. You know, my mom taught me that. Like, she will miss emails from me, and I get deeply offended and take it personally that she's not yeah. responding to her own daughter. And she's like, I got, like, 600 emails yesterday. Sorry I missed yours. So other people are busy, too. So just follow up. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Um, you Look, the sad reality right now, we're, we're kind of slowly getting into – uh, discussion about STEM, and of course we've got Tina Force. Uh, excuse me, Tina Smith. Well, she is a force. Tina she Force. Is a force. <laughs> Tina. Tina's going to join us. Tina Smith with Tech Force Foundation, who's bridging the gap, you know, with the scholarship monies and education um, for a lot of youngsters out there. Look, the sad fact is this, Julia. You went through it. You had a great support system, but women and younger girls. It seems. The statistic that I read came from, I think it was Department of Labor, that said, hey, in middle school, these young girls have like a 75% interest. I want to do engineering. I, do, I, want, I want to do engineering. They're interested. But by the time they get through high school, it just seems like it clicks off. It becomes single-digit interest. What's going on, Julia? With yeah. Why do you think there's a disconnect? What's happening there? Well, I think there's a lot going on. I'm going to start with the data that's out there. There are this. I found really devastating is that there are studies that show that teachers actually grade girls' math and science homework, the more technical field, harder than they grade boys. And if you think about that, that's in elementary school, in high school, across the board, teachers tend to grade girls more harshly in these technical studies, technical subjects. And, no, like if you, if you feel like you're working really hard and you're not achieving what you expect, then that's definitely going to take a toll. And, you know, it, it's constantly getting We're going to get like pushback. Julie, we're going to get pushback. I mean, in fact, we welcome that. Um, oh, yeah. We welcome that. I mean, Julie is just not, you know, putting her finger in the air and checking the temperature. You know, okay, okay, the wind is coming from the West. There are studies that are out there that complement what you're saying, and that's something that needs to be addressed. Well, yeah, and so you have that, and I think that's one thing. I think the other thing is that, the industries right now, a lot of them are dominated by men. And I'm a firm believer in the saying, if she can see it, she can be it. And if you're, you know, going through puberty and all these biological changes and questioning, you know, growing into an adult and figuring out what you want to do, I think to then have this dream and then not see many people in that, 
can make it seem like you don't belong. And I know that even though I had a really great support system within racing, you know, you know, I saw Danica growing up, but I didn't see people in NAS like many women in, in modern day NASCAR. And so it's just like, okay, well, why is why is this not happening? And so you can definitely get um, a sense, even if it's subconscious, that you don't belong and that there isn't a place for you. And then a whole other issue, I think, is cultural practices in these very male-dominated industries, even just stuff I've heard, you know, from around the garage and racing or... It's you know, a fact. It's a it's an ugly there. fact. Yeah. Uh, it, so, I mean, yeah, it's an ugly fact. Yeah. Yeah, and so I think that really a big lesson that I learned when I was in college was that not I, I couldn't could no longer rely on external validation for what I wanted to do. And I found that I had to be my own biggest cheerleader. There you and go. it was okay if other people didn't get what I was trying to do if they didn't understand how it was going to work or they thought it was stupid. I mean, being a Stanford graduate and then moving to go go to North Carolina, go race car driving, confused some people. And so, but, but believing in yourself and in believing in what you want to do enough to kind of hear that, put it to the side and keep, keep chugging on the path that you want to take because at the end of the day, you're living your life for yourself. You're not here to please other people. You're not here to live for someone else. So, I think being honest and giving yourself the positive self-talk, you know, and if you're if you're doubting yourself, which we all doubt ourselves from time to time. I think it's know. a natural process, uh, um, but it, it's even more difficult, the whole doubt. This is what I see, and I, and I think, Susie, you see the same. We do a lot of, like, the Girl Scout automotive maintenance badges. We do the women's clinic and things like that. And what I find is that it's not so much that, you know, it, it's an intimidation of what, we're doing and presenting it's because uncle louie or somebody in the family said no you can't do that yeah yeah and i think it's empowering Hmm? right i think it's empowering when we get the when we get some of that knowledge of course yeah i mean yeah julia you said something that was just like i had to write this down she (laughs) sees it she can believe it. Yep. Oh, if she can see that's, it, she can I mean, that's it. Yeah. I can't take credit for that one either. I think that might be Gina Davis. And she's talking about, you know, women in the film industry and directors. And yeah. um, so it just shows how much it plagues everything. But, yeah, and I think, I think being a woman, especially in any male-dominated field, there's no right way to do it, right? There's no right way to be a woman or right way to be a minority in any field. And But I think... For me, it's always been really important to talk about my experiences, to talk about what what I've gone through and what's been really good in addition to what's been more of a challenge because that way other, hopefully other women in other fields will say, oh, you know, I went through something similar and I thought it was just me, but maybe this is happening to more people. And once you realize that there's there might be a bias against you, for me, that's really empowering. It's like, I'm not really doing anything wrong. I just have a bit of an uphill battle yeah. to get where I want. Yeah, you and share that you, story. You share that story and help out. Uh, yeah. Julia, we're going to go for break here. We want you to hang tight with us. We are going to bring Tina Smith on, uh, Director of National Partnerships for Tech Force Foundation. We are talking STEM, the incredible opportunities, uh, science, technology, uh, engineering, and mathematics. You guys stay tuned. Wrench Nation. Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores. Nationwide locations. You know, one of the problems that I can have working in my garage is parts aren't delivered on time. The quality isn't there. Well, guess what? Who's yelling at me? My clients. And they're likely not to come back. Well, the Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores. Amazing service. Knowledgeable counter folks. A complete line of original equipment. Parts that our customers deserve. If you're an installer... 
Get on to partsauthority.com. Check locations nationally near you, partsauthority.com. Right on. Welcome back, Wrench Nation. Hanging out with you guys. If you're catching the replays on Saturday, thank you so much. Sunday podcast upload. Oh, cinnamon, where you gonna run to? Cinnamon, where you gonna run to? If you have any questions, we're 24-7. Uh, get on to uh, at Wrench Nation, Instagram, Facebook. Car Care Tips, they're there, but really we're taking you on a journey, diving into some great guests like Miss Julia Landauer. Are you hanging, Julia? Hello, yes. Yeah, I just got to tell the people, not only a rock star on the race court, uh, not only a rock star by way of Stanford, but a contestant, CBS hit TV series Survivor. Really? <laughs> yeah. We, we couldn't let you slide without that one. Oh, my. <laughs> Isn't that cool? Yeah. How was that, yep. Julia? Uh, it, w- it was amazing. Like, I'm so glad I did it. I wouldn't, like, it was very hard. And there's a reason it's been on the air so long. It's because it is very real. It's a real like, deal, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. a real deal, and it was challenging. And I will forever be bitter because it was half like people who had played before and half people who were new, myself included. And so just, like... You were fresh. Mental, you didn't really have that I fresh, opportunity. Like, I didn't know how yeah. I was going to survive. You know, if people have that mental, you know, leg up once they know they're going to... Um, you know, be able to make it. So anyway. No, I get that. So what season was that? It was season 26 and aired in 2013. Okay. All right. Before we bring Tina Smith, I just got to ask you, Julie, uh, because hopefully someday we'll all meet. But what is next for you? Uh, I mean, you're so competitive. What, like, what do you got brewing right now? I mean, um, yeah. Tell so, us. A- <laughs> uh, yeah, so I have five races confirmed in the NASCAR Pinto series, which Woo-hoo! is the yeah. uh, Canadian NASCAR series. Yeah, and hopefully we'll be adding some more races to the schedule in, in various series, just working on securing the funding. Um, I do a lot of motivational speaking, so I have that scattered throughout the year. And I actually also work with the Tech Force Foundation, so it's really cool to that be awesome. on the air with, with Tina. Yeah, well, speaking of which, Tina's been waiting patiently. Uh, <laughs> Tina, I said Tina Force, but it's Tina Smith with Tech Force. Tina, are you hanging? <laughs> yes, I'm here. <laughs> you rock. Thank you so much. Uh, Tina Smith, Director of National Partnerships for uh, Tech Force. Uh, and just so you know, new to Tech Force, rock star organization, uh, mission to champion students uh, to kind of guide them through their education into the careers as professional automotive technicians and throughout the automotive industry um tina you didn't just graduate fancy like that you actually are a wrench you are a mechanic how'd you get started oh wow i took i was i was very fortunate to go to a vocational high school that offered skilled trades and i grew up going to car shows with my dad so i loved hot rods my first car was a 68 chevelle so i yeah, I gravitated towards the auto mechanic shop, and I, I did that for three years in high school and loved it. Did you ever, i got to ask you this, because we've got a lot of women, uh, and in fact, let's just, across the board, the whole subject of, no, you can't, or I, I, I for some reason, I, I just can't seem to take a bus for an hour to get to where i got to go, that may be a little too difficult, and then their dream just fizzles out. There are people out there like that. Tina, you you experienced this. How did you overcome some of these challenges? What did you tell self to get through a carburetor adjustment that just wasn't working out right? 
<laughs> well, well, I mean, early on, I would say my my daughter was my motivator because there was there was no option for failure. Um, I had my daughter at a really young age, so it was like I have to I have to do this. I mean, that was always kind of there for me. But then, you know, on a personal note, it, it was just it was something that I always I always enjoyed doing. I always liked working with my hands and taking things apart and. I was always dissecting things at the house, you know, taking the toaster apart or the radio. <laughs> yeah. Um, and when I was, you know, I'd get the Snickers in, in class, you know, oh, she's just a girl. What does she know? And um, But that didn't bother I, you. No. That didn't uh, bother you. Did it? I mean, I'm serious <laughs> because there, there are folks right now that are going through that and it's enough to make them say, you know what? It's just not worth it. They may not be. They're fragile. When we start something out, Whatever it is, we're new to it. We break things. We're not doing it right. We're fragile. We're fragile. And so, did it bother you? I yeah yeah. There were there were times that it bothered me. I mean, now that I've been in thirty years in the career, I don't uh, I don't cry like I used to. <laughs> but it's okay. It's okay to cry too. Hey, listen. Speaking of crying, let's just face the fact here, man. Our industry has done a garbage job. We're getting better. Um, you yeah. visit with many executives across the country in the automotive industry. Do you see a shift in culture as it relates to women in the bays, women as engineers, women having the opportunity? Do you see a shift in culture in the programs that are available and the reception of this sort of new day? I, w- I would say uh, yes. Yes, I- I'm seeing this shift. It's Slowly but surely, um, you know, like I said, when I, 30 years ago, I was the only girl. And then now when I walk into, you know, businesses and corporations um, and I see women, I just, I want to go hug them. I'm like, where, you know, where are you? Yay, you're here. So it's, I, I think corporations, um, they're starting to see the value of, of the diversity and the women in those positions. So, yeah, you're seeing more women, even in, you know, not only technicians, um, but management positions, which is just phenomenal. And they've worked their way up there. So that's, I mean, that's really, I think, is outstanding. So I, I do think the shift is, is there. I, I see it. Um, yeah, I think the percentage, good. percentage. Uh, of course, we can always do better with everything, no doubt. But there is a huge uh, uptick in the percentage and i think i think some of that does stem uh from the cultural shift i I do i do want to ask you julia um julia landauer uh nascar driver cbs uh, cbs hit tv cb series i can't even say you got me excited survivor um you speak in a motivational way to many Mm -hmm. youngsters you've done a tedx You've, you've you've seen the gamut of what's out there you know what's on the street by the way of the logic what is this problem with the disconnect i get that we talked about the whole teachers have this tendency to grade harder these young girls but i'm sorry i don't get why middle school girls 78 percent ish they want to get involved in stem and by the time they get to high school what are the questions are they asking you when you're out there, uh, Julia, speaking? And how do you how do you turn that around with an individual? Well, 
I can't give you a scientific answer to that because I have not studied it. Um, but theories that I have are that, you know, I think girls in particular, you know, as I said, going through puberty and transitioning to high school, there's a lot of criticism. It's a lot of pressure. I don't think anyone has a really fun middle school experience, especially as a girl. Um, and I think you try to, there's a lot of pressure in society also puts the pressure on us to fit in. And again, if you don't see, you know, if, if math is for boring nerds or science is for boring nerds, that criticism, you might take it more to heart. So that's just something I would guess. Um, and, you know, it might also be at home. You might have parents who don't, who underestimate the power and strength of their girls. I, I don't know. I, and, I, you know, I, as I said, I haven't done totally get a it. lot I mean, of that, cultural research. Yeah, no, totally get it. Respect that. Cool, yeah. Right. You know, you want to be cool. And um, I, I kind of feel very lucky. I went to a math and science high school. Um, so a lot of my. You know, well, you went to, wait a minute. Really? Did you went to Stuyvesant? I did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I went to LaGuardia Music and Art. Oh, no way. Yeah, the first okay, year yeah, was uh, in Harlem, and then we had the new school built, uh, Lincoln, Center, Lincoln Center area. But you hit it right on the spot. And, and look, I, I want to be able to provide those that are listening, right? This show's just going to play forever out on the Internet. If you are listening now and you believe in something that you want to do and you understand that it's going to be messy. I think you need to embrace that. Yeah. Like I'm going to be told no. Emails are not going to get answered. Like understand, don't stop. It, it, it doesn't. That's a life lesson anyway. Like even if you're not a woman or minority is that no matter what you want to do, it's going to be challenging and you're going to have, um, and you know, it, and just exactly what you said, and we'll even talk to you about that, but Knowing that it's what you want to do and understanding that you are going to have obstacles, you are going to have people tell you no, and you have to decide, is it important enough for me to pursue it? Do I want to, you know, do the challenging work I'm going to have to do and then go after it? And and finding the resources and finding the people who you can lean on, even if you just need emotional support because someone's being, you know, really awful at work or at school or something, um, and then having that outlet to, to talk to. And then... Again, remember why you want to do something. Like, even in racing, you know, I love racing very much, um, but we've all gone through lulls and slumps, and there's sometimes where it just feels like I'm beating my head against the wall trying to figure out why can't we get the car to go faster or why are we not having the results we want. And just remembering why you do the thing that you're doing, because you love it and because it brings you pride and joy and, you know, it's, you know, you feel good when you accomplish something that you've worked hard at. So I think just kind of being able to take a step back and, and get that perspective is very powerful. Yeah, no doubt. Very powerful words there. I always say trust that journey. Uh, Tina, before we go to break, there is a problem in this country right now, and that is there's scholarship money available, and here's this crowd over here that says, where's the scholarship money? And here's the crowd over here saying, we have it. Why is there such a disconnect? Why is money being left on the table? Tech Force does a lot in this arena. What are you finding there? What's the problem with unfilled scholarships i just don't i don't know if it's just a huge disconnect that the students just don't know it's there if that's the problem that or if they're just not willing to do the legwork and you know put in the work to to meet the requirements you know to apply for the scholarships because certain have certain requirements and you have to write essays and i mean i know when i was in school it was very time-consuming. You had to write a 500-word essay for this one and, you know, uh, you know, an essay for this one, and you had to upload this and upload that. And, you know, kids were like, eh. Well, when it comes out of your own pocket, 
you have to pay for, you're a little bit more motivated to yeah. try to find money. Yeah. So I would say, you know, on, on techforcefoundation.org, we have scholarships there. That's a great place to go. So if anybody's listening that, that knows of anybody that wants to go to school or, or, or enrolling, check it out there. Um, you have oddmotivescholarships.com. Um, there's tons of uh, scholarships, you know, online that you can apply for, and I, you, you just have to search for them. So you have, they have to have, you know, some skin in the game to like what Julia was saying before. It's, you know, you, you have to have, you know, some determination or some, you know, will or passion to, to do it. It's not just going to be handed to you. Yeah, so with the wealth they, of they information on the Internet. And, and what I like about Tech Force Foundation, and again, techforcefoundation.org, I'm a parent. I have this vision about greasy mechanics or, uh, you know, this sort of stigma, which is not the case. Mm-mm. I want to be educated. And so you parents listening, get on a techforcefoundation.org, a wealth of information. Ladies, hang tight. We've got one more segment. Boy, we could do this for a good another hour. I got maybe 10 minutes. You guys hang tight. Uh, we're going to regroup, get some websites and uh, some shout outs. So hang tight with us. We are coming back. Tina Smith with Tech Force Foundation. Honored to have Tech Force Foundation a part of Ranch Nation. And the talented Julia Landau. You guys hang tight. Ranch Nation. Hey, Gilbert friends. When we talk about car repair, car care, getting all of your stuff done on your car, excellence, integrity, workmanship, those are large words. Well, I got to tell you, a little place on Cooper and Warner in Gilbert, the car shop, You've got to meet Chris Baldrin, the car shop. He is absolutely on top of his game. He's a certified technician, has a certified set of mechanics working for you day in and day out there at the car shop. So if you're out in Gilbert, Warner, and Cooper, you've got to visit Chris Baldrin at the car shop. Friendly, knowledgeable, eager to take care of you with no funny business. So reach out to the car shop, 480-855-8000, 480-855-8000. The car shop, Warner off of Cooper. Frank here with Wrench Nation. We appreciate you guys tuning in every week to the Wrench Nation Car Talk Show. But did you guys know I'm not basket weaving? I don't do roofing. I actually own Desert Car Care of Chandler. Boy, and I've got a great team down there. If you've got car repair or maintenance needs, I invite you to stop by my garage over a cup of coffee. Maybe you've got that large estimate and you're not sure where to go. Give me a call, 480-726-6400, Desert Car Care of Chandler. Welcome back, Ranch Nation. Uh, Susie Sockets and Frank hanging with you every week. We do appreciate you guys hanging with us. Get on to wrenchnation.tv uh, and, of course, catch the podcast uh, on Sunday. And we have some replays here uh, locally uh, in the Valley. You can catch uh, the show Saturday, 90.7, again, 88.7 on Saturday, and KFNX. So we do appreciate you guys hanging with us. We do have Julia Landauer. Welcome back. Thank you. Awesome. So, Julia... You've seen some stuff, very competitive. You've, you've offered up some really rock-solid advice. Do you believe that some of the young women that you talk to, outside of any environmental issues, let's say you've seen that diversity, you've seen the lack of a support system 
What's your last parting words to these girls that want to get involved? What do you really say? What resources can you give them now that can help them if they're listening? Totally. So I'll try to... I'm sorry. I put you on the spot. (laughs) But I was looking for really a .com or, um, you know, are there programs right now that can connect on a national level? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, um, you know, ones that come to mind, you know, from, it, it kind of depends what discipline you want to go into. So, like, right now there's a, there are a lot of programs around coding. You have Code with Coffee, you have Girls Who Code, you have um, a lot of different, uh, you know, Black Girls Who Code, Women Who Code. There's a whole lot going on there. I think that um, also getting out there and networking and meeting people who are in the industries that you want to do. Again, it's a quick Google search. You can see if there are any luncheons or if there are any groups that come together or, you know, resources. The Internet is such a powerful tool. So finding, you know, Googling what you like and trying to find either mentor groups or, um, you know, camps that people have because they have them. You know, organizations like the Tech Force Foundation are full of resources of where to go. So, you know, give yourself an hour or two or three to just kind of go through that black hole of the Internet. And obviously I, you know, as I mentioned earlier, I love hearing from people and I'm happy to help with, you know, specific questions. So you're free to reach out to me at Julia Landauer on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, J-U-L-I-A-L-A-N-D-A-U-E-R. I'm, you know, I will try to get back to you within a couple days, but I'm happy to help where I can. And any, anything worth doing is going to take some work. So uh, remembering that, remembering that, you know, nothing comes easy to anyone. Um, you just, you have to work for it and it's your attitude and to keep after it. Yeah, definitely don't give up. And, uh, womenwhocode.com um i know there's a big movement on that and 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 seriously i mean the 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 pay levels if you're willing to put in the work accept failure as a part of the game it really is like julie you mentioned hey i hit a cur i hit the wall i the, the car wasn't yeah. tuned right and i i'm just not i'm personally competitive but there's so much at stake that I have to understand that this is going to be a part of the game and we're going to correct it and we're going to move on. And that, that really was what exactly. you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. If you mess it up, if you quote unquote fail, you know, it's up to you to learn from your mistakes and keep moving forward. Rock that's on. what everyone has to do. Love that. We're going to have uh, Julia Landau's information as well up on Ranch Nation Facebook. Julia, thank you so much. We appreciate your time hanging with us and we'll be in touch. Thank you so much, and good luck to everyone. You got this, and, you know, I look forward to hearing from you guys. Good job, Julia. Rock on. Thanks. Bye. Tina Tina gets to work with Julia on a regular basis. <laughs> Tina, you've got to see a lot of inspiration from many in the industry, especially for the young ladies that, let's face it, look, it, it's getting better, but it's still... You know, I gotta cl- I gotta keep it clean on air here, but I'd like to put it. Exp- it's still very bad. <laughs> it's not. You know, it needs to. And you meet so many incredible people, like the Julia Landers, and as I mentioned earlier, Aurora Strauss. That's got to be uplifting for you. And the end result, those students that are looking for that opportunity. Oh yeah, absolutely. No, Julia is definitely definitely inspirational. Just meeting other women in the industry and. Every time I go to an event and I, and I walk into a room and there's always women and I find out they're, they're technicians or shop owners or, you know, engineering or, you know, the list goes on. I, it just, it, it totally wows me. So. And, and I think the point is uh, for those that are catching this that 
you know, your kids, um, students currently that are that are hanging, listening to the show, like there is an influential sphere out there. And, and most, especially, I'd have to say, I think as men, we do a crappy job of paying it forward. I really do believe that. And I'll probably get some hate on this. But when you have the passion and spirit, we can hear it both from you, Tina, and Julia, that spirit of, you know what, it wasn't easy for me, but I not necessarily have I made it. I'm on this journey, but man, I want to share this out with so many others and, and help them. There's a big movement on that. Oh, absolutely. It, it feels great. I mean, I just did one of my first public speakings and I had a, a girl, you know, pull me aside when I got off stage and she goes, I really want to be a technician. And she's like, you inspired me. And I'm like, me? I mean, it was <laughs> just, wow. You know, it, you just don't think of yourself like that, but but that um, recharges you. That recharges you. Yeah, it really absolutely. does. It, because you have the dark days where, hey, let's face it, not every speech is a freaking football stadium crowd. I mean, you may you may be out there motivating, and you got whatever seven point eight in the crowd, and look, it does play on the psyche a little bit. But it just takes one person out of seven in this case to say, you know what. You made a difference. You man. made you a difference, me. man. And and mm-hmm. that's powerful. And I, I give you kudos, Tina, and the family over at TechForceFoundation.org. Before we let you go, you got to talk about the Future Tech Success Campaign. Tell us about that. <laughs> Great. Yes. Thank you. So TechForce Foundation launched Future Tech Success. It's a industry-wide campaign um, aimed at solving the technician shortage, and we're trying to reposition, you know, the, you know, how people view technicians, all the outdated stigmas, you know, it's grease monkey, it's dirty, you're uneducated, you know, there's no, no money in it. You know, we're trying to break through all of that, you know, by offering hands-on experiences for middle schoolers and high schoolers. Um, to explore, you know, vehicle technology in the industry. And then, you know, all together, you know, with all of our partners, come together as a collective voice and, you know, say the same thing, you know, across all the channels, all the social media outlets and, um, you know, in the schools and the, the all the community engagement type, you know, act clubs the boy scouts the Girl so you're scouts, really bridging you're bridging we, we mentioned yeah. earlier it's like you got those that say i want to do it but i don't know where tech force really bridges and brings that together for both the, the future tech in this case and students but also parents yes yes you got it so we we're the hub we're the connector hub i mean you ask uh you know a kid goes home and tells her mom hey i want to be a tech and she's gonna go what know nothing about it and, or not, you know, know anything about the accreditations, you know, the ASCs and um, the different schools. So our, our website really is just so resourceful. So when it's, it's broken down for students, parents, and industry. So parents can learn about, you know, the different schools and what the accreditations are and where they're at. You know, a student can go on there and download a career map of, you know, what does it look like to be a technician? You know, where do I start? Where can I end up? So we're just really trying to educate everybody on, on what the industry is about. That and just the opportunity that is out there. Yeah, there's big um, opportunity. Absolutely. No. Yeah, big opportunity. Yeah. I, I want to tell the folks, uh, it, it, look, you maybe years ago we didn't have sort of alliances, support. Those that believed in that 
education culture. I, I think folks got stuck in their own bubble. And I got to say, uh, you guys have done an amazing job by way of some pretty cool supporters, by way of Daimler and Ford and many out there. UTI is a great uh, supporter. I'm actually on the site. And I think it's important to give those folks credit because, let's face it, we were all in our bubbles and our spheres, and that hurt us. Like, we, we maybe not wanted to collaborate because it was like, okay, maybe Ford just wanted to worry about what was under Ford's, you know, uh, room, that sort of thing. So great job you guys are doing. Uh, TechForceFoundation.org. It is a great resource if you guys are tuning in, uh, parents, industry, and uh, uh, younger future technicians. That's your source. Tina Smith, you're a rock star. Thank you. You're sweet, Frank. Good job, Tina. <laughs> Big hugs love to all the family at Tech Force Foundation, Jennifer Maha, and the team there. Tina, thank you so much for spending time with Wrench Nation. Thank you so much. You guys, again, if you caught the show a little late, catch the podcast on Sunday. I do want to give a big shout-out. Mother's Day is Friday. Mother's Day is Sunday. Is it Sunday? <laughs> it is Sunday. Am I wrong? But I'll tell you what's Friday. I am wrong. This is why This is why Frank, Frank gets into trouble. Thank you. But what is Friday? Celebrating Mother's Day Accurate Automotive. You can get a free all change. Moms, you're listening. Free all change. Free all change. In Mesa, accurate, Arizona, right? Accurate Automotive, Mesa, Arizona. Go see the great family, Kelly and Lee Weatherby, from Good 8 people. to noon this Friday. They want to celebrate you, moms. Oh, no. Get on over to Accurate Automotive. We'll have the details up on the Wrench Nation Facebook. Every week, man, we enjoy hanging with you guys. If you have any questions, get on to Wrench Nation Facebook. And please visit on over to WrenchNation.tv. And as I say every week, be safe. Hug each other and never forget to hug a mechanic.